Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Grab your umbrella. Rain is on the radar now, and we're not done there. A level one risk for severe weather means we've issued a WRAL weather alert day. See the timing. After three days of digging here in Hope Mills, the search for Ken Jacobs is over. As much as you want closure, it's still heart-wrenching. The missing man's body wasn't found, but the family is not giving up hope. Then, a Fort Bragg soldier pleads guilty to 3D printing a weapon to remove as many racial minorities as possible. What else we're learning about his foiled plan? Right now at 7, we're tracking showers moving across the area, making for a messy evening, and more rain chances are in the forecast for your day tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm Dan Haggerty. Behind us, we got a shot at Clinton as people are going through the downtown area. Maybe you can see some of the raindrops sprinkling off the pavement there. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the WRL Severe Weather Center tracking the timeline of this wet weather force, Kat. It is wet there in Clinton, and it is wet for much of our viewing area, really from Raleigh, Rocky Mounts Point South. That's where we have widespread rain pushing through the area. A little heavier rain in Sampson County elsewhere. It's a steady light rain that we are seeing this evening. We haven't seen a lot of rain north of the Triangle. The bulk of the rain has stayed in the southern half of our viewing area with the heavier pockets in the southeast. But this is just one of a few waves of rain that we're tracking over the next several days. Once we get past tonight's round of rain, we could see sh some showers tomorrow, but the next main event will arrive early on Friday, and this will arrive in the form of both showers and storms. Unfortunately, it looks like some of those storms could become severe. It's a level one threat, so it's more of an isolated threat, but some of the storms Friday could contain damaging wind gusts, perhaps some hail and localized flooding. Because of this level one threat, Friday is a WRAL weather alert day, and I'll walk you through the timing of Friday's rain and storms on Futurecast coming up. Okay, important information. Kat, thanks. I'm Brett Neeson, the WRL Live Center happening right now. A, a rally a, uh, at UNC, the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. This is live pictures coming in from this rally for former Vice President Mike Pence. He's set to speak at UNC here shortly. We are told that it is a standing room only uh, right now inside the student union on the campus of the University of North Carolina. And you can see they're getting ready for uh, the former vice president to take the stage and make that speech. We also just heard from him recently, so we're going to uh, have a, a soundbite coming up from the former vice president here in about 10 to 15 minutes. The three-day search for Kent Jacobs has ended without investigators finding him. The Cumberland County man disappeared in March of 20. 2002. The sheriff's office received a tip he might be buried in a lot off Jackson Street in Hope Mills. WRL's Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bay spoke with Jacob's sister at that location about the search for her brother. It's an interview you'll see only on WRL. Well, I tried to get the search warrant for this investigation, but it has been sealed. What I do know is there used to be a house right on this location, and that's the reason investigators decided to dig right next door. He deserves to be able to come home. 
Jackie Jacobs is Kent Jacobs' sister. She flew in from Seattle after learning about the new search for her brother who has been missing since 2002. She's very familiar with the house that once stood at 5437 Jackson Street here in Hope Mills. You might have been seen here last on, on that day? Yeah, I think that the information that law enforcement received gave them obviously enough reason to want to come out here and do the amount of work that they did. Investigators used ground-penetrating radar from NC State University. It's a non-destructive way to see what's underground. During the last extensive search for Jacobs, investigators got a tip that he was buried inside a refrigerator. The radar equipment would have picked up an image that size, but also could determine if a body was buried there. Kent um, was the oldest of five children, the love of our lives. Um, he was born with uh, special needs, so a very special human being. This is a Cumberland County murder case. The family thinks robbery could have been the motive. It is unknown to the public that Kent did have some money on him at the time, and um, um, we don't know if that is part of the reason that he disappeared or, or potentially related, but could be. This latest search ends in disappointment for a family that has been grieving for more than two decades. How's mom doing? Thank you for asking about mama. I think she's doing as well as can be expected after 20 years of going to bed every night and not knowing where her son is. So investigators searched this field for three days and came up empty handed. But the family is not giving up hope. At some point, they will find Kent Jacobs and bring some closure to this case. In Cumberland County, Gilbert Bays, WRL News. The family of this little girl killed in the Raleigh Christmas Parade last year is pushing for some new safety laws around parades in general. In the Aaron last Jones two hours, we know the shine like Haley bill passed the house in unanimous fashion. It goes now to the Senate. It would make it mandatory for anyone driving in a parade be at least 25 years old, provide proof of a car safety inspection, license and registration, and vehicles must be looked at no more than seven days prior to a parade by law enforcement or the fire department. Landon Glass was driving the truck that hit and killed Haley Brooks. He was only 20 years old and had numerous citations for no vehicle inspections. The driver had knew that the the parking brake or emergency brake was was not connected on the vehicle um, and it could be seen pretty uh, it, it, was, it was visible to the common eye or the trained eye of a mechanic if they would have walked by they would have seen the parking brake dangling from underneath the driver's door um, if that would have been intact my, my daughter probably was, would still be here today the brooks family stated in a 56-page lawsuit filed last week that Glass acted negligently. The lawsuit names Glass, as well as CC Code Dance Complex, Greater Raleigh Merchants Association, and DL Floats as defendants. A Fort Bragg soldier is accused of plotting to target people of color, even going so far as to plan an operation to remove as many minorities by any means possible. He could spend up to 10 years in prison for gun charges. WRL's Chris Lovingood is here now with the details. Chris? Well, Deborah, let's start with those gun charges, right? 23-year-old Noah Anthony pleaded guilty yesterday to possessing an unregistered short barrel rifle. He tried to enter Fort Bragg in March last year, and as officers were doing vehicle inspections, a loaded handgun was found in the center console of the car. Turns out that was a ghost gun, you know, a privately made gun with no serial number. 
Then when his room was searched, they found a 3D printed rifle with, again, no serial number. Now, at some point, investigators say Anthony's electronic devices revealed a so-called operation to, quote, physically remove as many black and brown people from Hoke, Cumberland, Robinson, and Scotland counties by whatever means need be. End quote. Oh, and officers found an American flag with a swastika instead of stars during their investigation and, quote, Nazi-type patches. Again, Noah Anthony faces up to 10 years in prison and just one food for thought, Deborah. Again, this was all found because of a vehicle inspection. Mm. Chris, thank you. Police have arrested a woman in connection with a fatal hit-and-run crash that shut down a major road between Durham and Chapel Hill. Police say 20-year-old Shaunesti Saunders was speeding when she hit a woman trying to cross Durham-Chapel Hill Boulevard at Highway 15501. The woman, who police have not identified, died at the scene this afternoon. Saunders left that scene at first but then returned. She faces charges including hit-and-run and death by vehicle. The project to widen I-40 from Southeast Raleigh to Clayton crossed a major milestone today. All lanes in both directions of the interstate now open for traffic between I-440 and the U.S. 70 bypass. That means for the first time in 15 years, commuters no longer had to deal with the bottleneck in that area. The new pattern provides at least two additional lanes in each direction. Work continues at the Jones Sausage Road intersection, U.S. 70 Business Interchange, and Rock Quarry Road overpass. I feel like we all need to do a cheer for that, and that's great news. Still ahead, increasing concerns about a recession in North Carolina. Not much to cheer about there. We're going to take a closer look at why a local economist doesn't like what he's seeing next in a live interview. And leaked body camera video is giving us a new vantage point of the police response during a local protest over pandemic stay-at-home orders. Plus, what we know about a federal lawsuit one of those demonstrators just filed. And as we go to break, let's take a live look at Wilson. Yes, you can see the ground is wet and not very windy there, though. We're going to have a live update on your forecast with Kat Campbell coming up. Welcome back. I'm Brett Neeson, the WRL Live Center. Happening right now, former Vice President Mike Pence has just took the stage at the Student Union inside of the Student Union at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, to make a speech at the Young America's Foundation, hosting this uh, rally, this speech right here. You can see the former Vice President just started speaking, and he's already uh, animated there within that speech. But we actually just heard from him moments ago. Here's what he had to say about possibly running for the next President of the United States. As we've uh, traveled around the country, we've gotten uh, a lot of encouragement to enter the race for the Republican nomination for president. I don't have anything to announce today, um, but I think this country's in a lot of trouble. So still no announcement from uh, former Vice President Mike Pence there, but uh, we are there at the Student Union covering this right now. We're going to have more from WRL's Julian Grace in our later newscasts. Sure sounded like a yes without being a yes. All right, Brett, thank you. New stronger signs that North Carolina could be headed for a recession. This is coming from key indicators tracked by NC State Professor Emeritus and economist Dr. Mike Walden, who joins us now live to explain. Good evening, Mike. Let's talk about what we're seeing and what is raising your concern for this even more. Well, first, thanks for having me on the program. About 25 years ago, I developed an index 
of leading indicators for North Carolina. It's, the, it's developed similar to what we have at the national level. It includes things like uh, initial claims for unemployment, manufacturing activity, building permits, all factors that tend to change ahead of general change in the economy. And the latest report I put out, which is using March data, we don't have April data yet, had a fairly significant drop. We've actually seen this index drop since um, uh, late, late last May, uh, May of 2022. But this drop was was fairly large. So it, it simply um, fortifies my forecast that we are headed definitely toward a slowdown in the economy. I think the only remaining question is, will that slowdown turn into a recession where things go in reverse? And uh, by the fact that this index did drop a lot, I think it's increasing my my odds uh, in saying that we'll have an official recession probably sometime late this year or early in 2024. I know it's tough for you to make the call because it already has to happen for then you to go back and figure out that we had a recession. But very quickly, what do we need to watch for now? Well, most people hear about the unemployment rate, job growth. I think we need to watch job growth. It is slowing, but if it turns negative, that will be a big indicator. Unemployment claims, uh, those are those come out weekly. You want to look at that. And then it's, it's harder to get data where people don't follow data on the manufacturing sector. But if they hear something about manufacturing, uh, listen, perk, perk your ears up and listen, because that is a very solid leading indicator. So track these things and see where they're going in coming months. Always great advice and great insight. Mike Walton, thank you. Thank a, you, Deborah. A woman who protested North Carolina's pandemic stay at home pandemic orders has filed a federal lawsuit now against Governor Roy Cooper and several law enforcement officers. The protester claims her constitutional rights were violated when police arrested her during a rally in April of 2020. WRAL's Joe Fisher reports. Monica Ussery was arrested in this parking lot three years ago. She says her right to free speech was violated and now leaked body camera video is peeling back the curtain on the police response that day. As people protested the stay at home orders, this leaked body camera video shows Raleigh police planning to make arrests. We're at the point of no return now. We are going to make some arrests if they don't comply with the uh, with the warning. The body camera video was recently posted online by an independent journalist. Police say the protesters were in violation of Governor Cooper's executive order limiting mass gatherings. I want to go ahead and start making some moves now because I don't want the crowd to continue to grow and everything. Police gave multiple warnings. You all cannot gather here. Just about everyone left, but police arrested Monica Ussery. We're going to have to arrest her. After a police officer said, you, ma'am, you need to also leave, I had a handcuffs on me within five seconds. I counted. State Capitol Police say Ussery refused multiple demands to leave and later told officers she was designated for arrest. She was the only one uh, who ended up being arrested. And I think what you see at the end of that video is, you know, her um, intent not to comply. And at that point, law enforcement has a responsibility to enforce the law. In 2021, Ussery was ultimately found guilty of two misdemeanors. But this year, after she appealed, the charges were dropped. The three-year ordeal is the foundation of a federal lawsuit against Governor Cooper and others challenging 
challenging the constitutionality of pandemic executive orders. Whether it was shuttering houses of worship, closing schools, or destroying small businesses in the name of public health, these officials' power grabs were remarkable, unprecedented in American history, and far-reaching, with the consequences still being felt years later. Ussery says her civil and First Amendment rights were violated, and she's suing to set a legal precedent. I think the next person standing in the parking lot who's daring to, to disagree with any governor, any elected official, should have that right protected and shouldn't be picked on. And a judge ordered that this body camera video could not be disseminated publicly. However, it appeared online about two weeks ago. Ussery told me that she did not release the video, but she does have to appear in court this Friday because that judge's order was violated. I'm Joe Fisher, WREL News, Raleigh. And speaking of that body camera video, Ussery also accuses the Wake County District Attorney's Office of purposely withholding that information, that video, in this investigation, something the District Attorney has denied. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is back in the WREL Severe Weather Center. A lot of green on the radar there, Kat. Yes, we've got a colorful radar this evening, and once we get toward the end of the week, we're going to start to see even more colors showing up. Yellows, reds, oranges. For now, though, it's mainly light rain. We have a few pockets of heavier rain in Sampson and Wayne counties. Otherwise, just a steady rain that just wants to keep continuing through the evening. We don't yet have the back edge of the rain moving through the viewing area. Once we get past sunset tonight, we still have a good amount of rain forecast here on Futurecast. I think it's once we get closer to 10, 11 o'clock that we'll start to see some uh, breaking up of the rain and the rain starts to kind of fizzle out throughout the overnight hours. But we're still looking at a chance for rain tomorrow and even past tomorrow. And boy, if it seems like it's been a soggy month, it most certainly has over the past 30 days. All the areas in blue here have seen double the typical rain that you would see in that same time period. So this has been an exceptionally wet April and we've got more rain on the way to close out the month this weekend. For Friday, that's a WRAL weather alert day. We've got the potential not just for rain, but for some severe thunderstorms to move through Saturday. That's your day for outdoor plants this weekend. There's your good news. 78 degrees, partly cloudy, just a 20% chance for rain. So I do think you'll be able to get in some nice outdoor plants this weekend. Do them Saturday, though, because by Sunday we have another storm system on the way, and we're going to have to keep an eye on that system for some strong to severe storms to pass through as well. For this evening and tonight, it's light rain, not expecting any intense storms. It's just kind of a soggy evening in the southern half of our viewing area. Once we get to tomorrow, we've got a small chance for rain in the morning, about a 20 to 30 percent chance. That chance grows a bit by the afternoon and evening. We really see rain chances ramping up overnight tomorrow night into Friday morning. This is 3 a.m. You can see the rain pushing in and it becomes more widespread for the Friday morning commute. We may have showers and perhaps some thunderstorms already moving through the area. This model in particular only goes out through noon on Friday. Right now, meteorologist Mike Mays is going to have a closer look tonight at 10 and 11 on WRL News about this potential second round of storms that we could see move through later on Friday evening. That 
is the realm will watch for a greater potential for any severe storms to roll through. But we don't yet have data that goes out that far, at least on this particular model just yet. This evening, cloudy skies, some sprinkles. Still pretty nice, though, out at the Bulls game. Luckily, the rain has stayed just south of Durham. 58 degrees already in Sanford, so it's cooling down. If you do want to try to let the kids get some energy out at the playground tomorrow, try to do so for the first half of the day, because once we get to the second half of the day, some showers uh, start to grow on the radar. Friday, it looks like it's going to be a bit messy for any of those outdoor plans. Same with Sunday. Luckily, Saturday, 78 degrees, partly cloudy. Sounds great, and we've got some nice weather to look forward to next week as well. <laughs> Just not on the weekend. Oh, right. well. Thanks, Kat. A feline with, let's call it an intense gaze, is getting a lot of attention on social media. We got the story behind Rudy the cat and her partner in life now available for adoption in our area coming up. All right, the Carolina Hurricanes, come on, they got to get it done. Let's close Absolutely. out this first round. Fans already excited, though, to secure their tickets for the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Don't, don't jinx them, you know. No, but, you know, we know that they're going to win, so it's no problem at all. Those tickets went on sale today online as the Canes head back on the road after a tough loss against the New York Islanders at PNC Arena. The Canes still lead the first round series 3-2, to two, but a win last night would have helped them advance, or would have advanced them to the second round of the playoffs. Now the teams will face off in New York Friday. Today, Canes head coach Ron Brindamore said these Tuesdays, two days off will certainly help the team be ready. We're still in good shape. We just got to go and find a way to, you know, it's going to be tough. All the games are tough. Um, we know we're in for, for a big battle. Uh, was it Friday? And, uh, you know, I know we'll put our best foot forward. Need to rest up, don't they? Well, if the Islanders tie things up, the Canes will head back to home ice for a game at PNC Arena on Sunday. So one way or the other, they're going to yeah, win. Let's hope the next uh, game at yeah. PNC is in the next round. Yes. An SBCA pet is getting a lot of attention online today thanks to its adorable stare. Adorable? Is that what we're, is that Intense, the, the anyway. description we're going to use? Uh, this is Rudy. Check it out. As Aww. the SPCA of Wake County put it, the derp is strong with this one. <laughs> you can go ahead and look up what derp means. I don't think it's a compliment. Uh, the Facebook post featuring Rudy says organization members wonder what's behind those big eyes. Rudy is now looking for a home. He's not alone. This little kitty as well kind of has a look Wow. also, right? That, yeah. That's the BFF, Opie. Love that name. <laughs> uh, to take these two home and give them a, a, a lovable family, reach out to the SPCA of Wake County. Don't miss an all-new Tar Heel Traveler special in just a few minutes. The latest special from WRL Scott Mason is dubbed Sports, Thrills, and Agonies. You can watch it right here on WRL right after this newscast at 7.30. Thanks for being with us here on WRL News. See you at 10 and 11. Good night. Keep watching WRL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.